Good day to you. Morning prayer. It's Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. Hopefully you're having a good day already. And if you're just getting going, then hopefully it's going to be a good one for you. Um, I might fail in my mission to make every episode uh, between 15 and 30 minutes. Uh, I got a little bit more uh, on the plate today just because I have a wonderful interview with Carol Sumbry, pet, not pet detective, pet psychologist, um, who we're going to talk about barking dogs and what to do about it especially in a very specific way the window barking where they run up to the to the window and they see the mailman and they see you know like just that that kind of almost specific thing but we get into the other types of barking as well so that's uh that's coming up and and uh there will be a little bit of you know that one that's a it's hard to get through that topic without it taking just a few minutes because i have far too many questions um when it comes to my dogs and there are experts in the world. I think I'm pretty smart with my dogs, but um, it is nice to know that there are people out there that study this, uh, are into the science, and uh, she's going to shed some light. So I'm super excited about that. But right now, I'm even more excited to talk about the lottery. Lottery, lottery, lottery. All right. Last night, there was a Mega Millions drawing, and... Good for me. No one won. $68 million is the next jackpot. $35.8 million cash option. Drawings every Tuesday and Friday. And the next drawing is this Friday. Powerball jackpot is up $71 million with $38.2 million cash option. Those drawings are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. The next drawing is tonight. What would you do with $38.2 million? I think we could figure some stuff out. If you have a problem with that question and you don't really know what you would do, give me a call because I can help you. I could, I could, I could help you spend that money. I swear to God. Um, and I'm already grateful for a whole bunch of stuff in my life. I'd be more grateful with $38 million in the bank. Um, so what am I grateful for today? Uh, as always, Lisa, this is probably a little boring. I am always talking about grateful for Lisa, but, um, you know, there's, everybody's got their shit, right? I mean, I got mine. I, I don't even, I don't even know why she is. <laughs> uh, that almost every daily I'm like, Oh my God, I am just horrible. Um, but seriously, it's really about not just learning to deal with somebody else's junk. It's, it's, you know, loving them even more because of that garbage becomes part of their charm right i mean uh that's where it, it gets really good like when yeah it can be frustrating in a moment and you're like oh you're doing the thing again and i blah, blah, blah. um but when you back off it's like <laughs> she always does that jeez and you know it's it becomes kind of part of her and hopefully <laughs> people are that tolerant of me but that's i mean i feel like we're 11 years in I feel like that's where we're at. Um, I am also grateful for my good fortune. Um, I might complain about my lot in life. There's lots of things in disarray. Um, 
but it really is tough for me to complain. Not living in a cardboard box under a bridge somewhere. So, you know, that's a positive, right? Uh, also grateful for Amazon today. I got up and uh, sometimes I shower in different orders, right? Like I might get up and shower right away and sometimes it's too cold in the house. So I'm just going to wait until a little bit later in the day to shower. That's one of the wonderful things about working from home. Um, but the, uh, I, I went, one of the main reasons why I wanted to shower this morning right away was because I can only go a couple days without shaving. Otherwise my face really itches and I just want to scratch it off my head. Um, and my razor took a digger this morning, just took a poop. Um, and what I know about that noise is it's not going to end well for my face if I try to power through that. So, uh, I need a new razor and I can get one yet today. Uh, that's why I'm grateful for Amazon. There's a lot of people that will never buy from Amazon for whatever the reason is. But I believe, regardless of politics, regardless of what you think about a company um, or its ability to make money, that a good system is a good system. And, it, you know, there's there's a reason why it works. And if it can help me out in a moment, I'm grateful for Amazon, okay? I just am. What are you grateful for? Don't forget to be grateful, even if it's something that not everybody would be grateful for. Be grateful. If it's a person, let them know. Uh, it's even better when you do that. All right, what's eating kale today? It's a, it's a, it's an interesting day for this today because uh, while we're getting into what's eating kale, the thing that's eating me is my dogs. I, I love them. Um, I cherish them. I, I just, I can't get enough of them. Um, well, okay, that's a lie. I can get enough of them, but um, I always have questions about my dogs. I, you know, we train them to, they're, they're really smart in some ways and really dumb in other ways. And I'm really smart in some ways and probably dumb in more ways. Um, and they, they have me trained. I have them trained in certain, you know, like it's kind of this weird relationship. So at some level, always need help with my dogs. And I have found a resource that I think we can all use. Her name is Carol Sumbury. Starting a new segment called Sup Dog. Hi, Carol. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. So, the window barking, why specifically window barking versus just barking in general? You know, that's a good question. Um, barking in general can be a boredom behavior. Dogs bark for many reasons. And, you know, I'm not here, I'm not going to tell you my dogs aren't going to bark while we're on the call today or <laughs> while we're chatting. <laughs> I hope they um, do. Don't, 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 don't think mine are perfect. But, you know, window barking works. So, you know, if you think about it, you know, we often call it the mailman syndrome. The mailman comes to your door. You and I both know he's bringing packages or bills or whatever. But for the dog, you know, the dog barks and the dog is basically reinforced for that behavior. So the dog barks, the mailman goes away. He's like, wow, okay. <laughs> Look what yeah, I did. Comes the next day, dog barks, you know, he goes away. So, you know, number one, he's often carrying things. Number two, you know, I shouldn't say as much as the mailman, but I mean, look at Amazon and some of the other sure. delivery services. They're in a hurry. So, I mean, they're coming with a box, throwing it at your door and leaving. So the dog is rewarded for the behavior. <laughs> it works. And the dog goes, wow, did my job. Now, maybe we don't really know everything that a dog is thinking, but are they thinking, like, look what I did. I made that guy go away. 
would say what we do know is dogs repeat behaviors much like you, me, or a toddler that are reinforced and that work. So, you know, they really, they really are smart about how they use their time. I mean, so are you and I. If you, if you do something repeatedly and it does not work, hopefully you're going to stop doing it. Okay. Well, dogs repeat behaviors that are reinforced. So, you know, I sit, I get a cookie. I go by the back door. I, you know, my person opens it and lets me out. So they're constantly, you know, I mean, we have science even to prove this. They repeat behaviors that are reinforced. So that is literally being reinforced for them because they bark, the thing goes away. They bark, the thing goes away. So they go, oh, this is working. I will, I'll repeat it. Funny that you say that. And, and when I brought up window barking specifically and wondered why that was different than, say, any other kind of barking, because our dog, and you, and you talk about this in this article, and if it's okay with you, I'll put the link to the article Absolutely. on the episode because it's an excellent article and discusses how that is the, um, the gateway drug for them for the next behavior and the next behavior <laughs> and the next it. behavior. <laughs> right? Gateway drug. It yes. is. It's, it's like, and it's sort of like, well, pretty soon they're going to be running up front. Well, our dogs, it, to me, it's so adorable, but obviously it's annoying to our neighbors. Uh, when somebody's walking by, they obviously, they bark in the house, but if you let them out, they, they, even if they don't know what's up front, cause we let them out in the back, they don't know what's up front. The two of them, the two bigger dogs, they'll take a couple just normal steps out the thing. And then it's like, boom, we're off to the races. Who can get up there first? Who can bark? Who can find a thing to bark at? And it's funny to me when I watch it, it's like adorable that they both run up there together and they're just so excited to go find out what's going on up front. And, and when they bark, you know, of course, that's annoying to the neighbors. So I don't like that. But I love that it seems like they're super excited to get up there. But this gateway drug thing, we don't want, I don't care if they bark in the house as much as if, they, if they're barking out front because then I, I'm pissing off my neighbors and I, we got to control that. So how do you let them know when it's okay to bark and, and when it's not okay to bark? Well, you know, here's the thing. First of all, practice makes permanent. The more they do a behavior, the better they get at it. Okay? Yep. Just like you and I, whether that's playing tennis, you and I, whether it's, you know, your dog learning to sit or whether it's running and barking at something. Whether this is fence running or window barking, I kind of put them all in the same category. <clears throat> okay? Um, and do they get a buzz or a high off of charging and barking. Absolutely. I mean, they get a slew of cocktails, which we're finding can be addicting. And it's kind of like I mentioned in the article, it's kind of like somebody who loves roller coasters goes skydiving. You know, it is it fun? Um, yeah. Would you want to go on a roller coaster skydive every day? Imagine what your cortisol levels would be like. Yeah. And is that even smart? Now, come on. Yeah. Is it smart? Is it good? You know, we know that excessive stress and um, chronic stress can shorten life, mm. can cause illness, can cause everything from, you know, skin problems to other things. So is this what we really want our dog practicing? And are they really happy? I would say they're aroused. Yeah, and when you uh, use that word, by the way, um, it's that? one when you use that word specifically, <laughs> by the way, right? Like it has other connotations to it. And I don't, when you say that, I'm like, okay. You know, there's all kinds of weird moments with the dog, right? Like they're sitting there. Is that what you mean by aroused or it's just their curiosity is peaked? Um, I would say arousal is um, an excess of emotions. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not when they're sitting there and, it, you know, they get, they're just 
No, I'm, I'm talking about they're visibly like, oh, excited. Yeah, everybody's here. Yeah, right, right, I mean, right. Again, I, I use this example a lot, but if you and I were chatting here right now, and every time one of your neighbors went for a walk, which probably they won't, <laughs> I ran to in the this window weather today. Okay, <laughs> probably not going to happen. But you got up from your call, ran, you know, our conversation, ran to the window and screamed like, "Hey, neighbor, how you doing? Oh my gosh, how you doing?" <laughs> Back down, chatted with me. Oh my gosh, there's another neighbor. Oh my gosh, neighbor, how you doing? Imagine by the end of oh the day, oh my god, I'd be exhausted. How exhausted you are! Yeah. Okay. Also, um, you know, again, it's you know, arousal and extreme excitement is kind of an uncontrolled state of mind. And so then, let's say that male person, you know, I can't tell you. I mean, there's no coincidence. The male person is one of the number one people to get bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because arousal can quickly spill over into aggression. Yeah. Because it's, it's it's right it's on an it's teetering on the state point. Of mind. And to me, I think of arousal like um like a cloud over your head where you don't necessarily make good decisions. <laughs> so now you know somebody opens the door while that dog's in a con- in this state of arousal, and maybe that person drops the box. You know, and sometimes they'll turn around and they come back and take a picture or something. And now that dog makes a poor decision. I mean, I I can't tell you. I mean, already. In the last week, I can't tell you how many calls I've had of mailmen getting bit. Like, my dog's always barked at the window or he's run the fence line, but the door was open, and and he now he bit the mailman. So it's not a big jump. There is folklore about the bad decisions I make when I'm aroused, and it's... <laughs> It's a problem for me. Uh, but the dogs, no, I get it. And they don't always have the way to communicate out of that, right? Like they can't, they can't like kind of reason their way out of that. Um, so what do you do about it? How do you, how do you, I, I lo- you make it sound so simple. And I think probably for somebody like you, it is simple. But for the, the dopes like me, uh, and I got a dog that's doing this, I, I got to be honest with you, we tried all the positive reinforcement things in the past. And they okay. like, I don't know if it's our dogs are just smarter. They catch on. They're like, okay, but only until I get the treat. And then it's game on again. So explain your process and then I'll explain okay. my and challenges I, with that. Okay. So a couple things. Um, I, you know, I know this is easier said than done, but I don't let it start. And I know that sounds like, you know, oh, Carol, that's kind of an easy cop out. Um, but again, the more they do a behavior, the better they get at it. Okay, if you and I did not want to smoke, the best the best way to prevent it is to not let it start. Yep. So if I could always tell people, you know, oh my dog loves to, you know, look lay out in the sun, whatever, don't let it start. Okay. So what do I mean by not let it start? Okay, first step one would be management for me. And you know, I know everybody won't be able to see us, but I'm gonna actually show you. Well, my blinds are open. Um, but I have a baby gate. I just happen to be in my living room area here. Do you see a baby gate? I do see your baby gate. Yep. I have a baby gate there. I have blinds that can be closed. So if I am not going to be home, I'm not going to leave it to chance what my dogs do. Okay? They have the mentality of a toddler (laughs) at adulthood. I probably say this a 100 times a day. But I'm going to put up the baby gate. Simple management. All right? Um, I'm going to close the blinds. All right, that's number one. Number two, often I find it's a boredom behavior. So think about your dog's day as a pie chart. When I literally <laughs> do this with clients, I'm like, how much, what what percentage of their pie do they spend sleeping? It, what percentage do they spend eating? You know, maybe walking or exercising, playing. And what percentage do they spend 
in this other condition, whatever barking. that behavior is. Right? Okay, let, let's say it's 10, let's just say 10% of their day is spent window barking. Okay. Okay. So we manage the environment, baby gate, close the blinds so they can't practice. We say, okay, what on this wheel of other more appropriate behaviors can we increase to make up this 10% so they'll be happier? What can they do instead? And it's no different than you and I. If you were a smoker, we may take up gum chewing. Um, I like to eat dessert after I eat. Just bad habit. My mom was a good baker. Okay. I'm with you. The meal is not finished till I eat dessert. So what do I do? A lot of times I will get up and I will go for a walk. So we're, we're doing an alternative behavior. So I like my dogs to have spent their time with mental stimulation. You know, I would ask first, are your dogs getting training time, play time every day, social time? Are they getting frozen Kongs every day? Are they getting to chew? So all those things are a much more appropriate outlet. So if I'm leaving my dogs and I'm going to, you know, let's say um, going to work or whatever, going to an appointment, if I leave them without a baby gate, without anything to do, what what are they going to do in their pie chart? They're probably going to sleep, maybe, right? Yep. But they're also going to probably window bark. So I'm going to set up the environment to ensure that that part they of that pie chart but then how so do you do that outside the window? Like, I think the window thing is easy, right? Like, and when I say that, of course, yeah. it, it, I'll make it harder than it is because that's what I do. Yeah. But the yeah, outside so, part becomes, well, how do I stop that? How do I prevent them from barking when they're outside? Okay, well, barking at what? You know, like, give me an example. Cars, Usually it's, people. no, never cars, I don't think as much. Uh, definitely people walking by. We live in a neighborhood that's kind of quiet. And so there's a lot of dog walking that goes on in this neighborhood. And a lot of people that just walk. So any of that. And the dogs across the street, by the way, they bark at as well. Okay, so if your dog is outside, you're saying like on a walk, he's going to bark. Or just, you know, we we have an invisible fence and they're just out and they can see up front. So the the way, so so I would tell you this, and I'm never here to take away people's tools. um, And I wish the invisible fence company would tell everybody this. Never invisible fence your front yard. Oh. Okay. Never in my, in my professional opinion. Okay. Cause it's the same thing. So, you know, we could have a whole conversation about invisible fence, but think about it like this. Let's say I'm your neighbor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting ready. You're coming over to the fence line to say hi to me. I'm getting ready to come over. You're a puppy. Okay. You're young. And I say, hi, Kayla. And you know, get ready to say hi to me. And you get a little buzz right when I come over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, All right. right. That's a bad. So then now the next neighbor's coming over. You go over to say hi because you're friendly. You want to chat. You go over to say hi. You get a little buzz. Now your third neighbor's getting ready to come over. You're going to say, no, don't come over. I don't want to get a buzz. So dogs are associative learners, wow. meaning, you know, the leash means we're going for a walk. They did not know that when they were born. Right. The bowl means we're going to eat. You picking up your keys means you're going to leave. They, they're what we call associative learners. They're constantly making associations. So strangers mean I'm going to get a buzz or strangers mean you're going to drop something up and run. So I tend to do this bark, bark, bark. I'll take it to the street. I'll take it to a walk. So we've got to start it at the street or I'm sorry, at the house is where we start it. Um, I have a really good resource. I could probably send you that um, talks about, if you're going to use the electric fence, keep in mind your dog has the mentality of a toddler. 
Never leave them out with some, without something to do. If you have children or grandchildren, I guarantee you would not park them outside and be like, okay, <laughs> have fun. They wouldn't come in. I don't know. Full of mud, <laughs> eating rocks, eating dirt. Okay. Well, your dog's the same. So I tell people, electric fence, if you're going to use it, never, ever, ever let your dog out on that electric fence unattended. Oh my gosh. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm, you're killing me right now. You're killing me. That's the thing that I love the most. <laughs> Is letting them out and just watching them go. I love that. Oh, yeah. I That's love absolutely it. fine. All I'm saying is be there with them. Got it. If they start doing behaviors you don't like, much like a toddler, we have that beautiful recall, calm when called. You know, let's go in. I'm going to tell you my dogs don't bark at the fence. Of course they do. They're dogs. I expect them to. But minimally and then, you know, when they've had, you know, when a few minutes of it and let's go. And I don't want them... I don't want that to become a big part of their pie chart. Got it. You know, their daily pie chart. Sure, they're going to be dogs. They're going to bark. That's what they do. Okay. But the, the problem is some of these dogs, 50% of their pie chart is barking out the window and barking. And they literally just wait for it. One thing I want to talk about so we can wrap this up nice and cleanly yeah. is uh, you, you do trainings. You're also for higher... Uh, a little bit about you. You do the the big thing that you do is extreme behavioral issues, if I'm not mistaken, and then you also help us us regular Joes uh, with some some more group trainings and things like that. Maybe you train also one on one for us regular Joes, but it seems like the the majority of what you do one on one is that that extreme. Yes, I do aggression behavioral cases, um, but I also do the fun stuff, the preventive, the classes, the privates for people who are just getting their puppy. Um, so, you know, my passion is not to let everybody get there to be one of those, Extreme one of those cases, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's my passion. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, as a dog lover, I, you know, I don't want you, you to don't get want there. them there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Aggression uh, is really a deal breaker and too many dogs in our society. Behavior problems are the number one reason dogs are surrendered to shelters. Well, thank you, Carol, so much for your time. And I hope we can pick your brain uh, from time to time. I, I this, There's no end to the topics. I swear there's no end. Sure. All right. Thank you so much, Carol. Have yourself a great day. Okay. You too. Thank you. Stay warm. So there you have it. First installment of Sup Dog. I am probably not cool enough to, to use that, but I'm gonna. Uh, so that's Carol Sumbry. We are gonna talk to her a lot more. Uh, she's got all the certifications and all the experience and all the acronyms after her name that you'd want uh, to help you deal with your dog. So uh, give me a call, text me, uh, let me know if you have questions about your dog, what it does, any kind of behavioral issues that it has, and uh, hopefully we can get those uh, into her hands and, and we can work through some of your problems as well. Uh, but that's, uh, Carol Sumbry is going to be a great resource, and we are going to talk a lot about dog stuff as we go forward. Um, some companies that have dog gear and uh, things like that. Uh, some of the topics we're going to be talking about with uh, Carol are are. I'd be honest to God, we started talking about a topic the other day that blew my mind. I swear to God, something so simple uh, that we're doing wrong that I just absolutely blew my mind. Um, so that's what's coming up on, uh, you know, Sup Dog on future episodes. And, uh, you know, just I'm going to I'm going to actually just very carefully bow out now because if I get into anything else it's going to get long and you don't care anyway so 
This has been What's Eating Kale. Make it a good one.